0: hello mama so filled with joy to sit here with you today i just i'm just always in awe of what god is doing that i get to be here and encourage you and that it's actually helping you. Like I just hear all the time from you, those of you that reach out or leave reviews and just sharing how this has helped you and it just means the world to me. So thanks for sharing that with me. Thanks for being here. I'm excited for another episode. It's a beautiful day outside. I'm sitting here in my office and I can see my kids playing outside with, uh, with the mother's helper. By the way, do you know the term mother's helper? I remember I was like way into motherhood by the time I heard about it. And it's essentially just when you hire someone that's just a little bit younger that you wouldn't necessarily leave the house with them or you would only leave... Uh, for short periods of time but they watch the kids while you're home and it's just usually a lot more affordable and get some great experience to those young girls that want to kind of get their foot in the door with babysitting so it's just a win all around anyways it's the best thing ever and um, our mother's helper is really so incredible like they're out there all in costumes (laughs) playing on the swing set it just makes my heart so happy But anyways, I'm so excited to dive into our topic today. We're going to talk about... Someone posed a question, and it was a question that really, to me, summarized something that I have been working through um, in my parenting in the past just even few weeks, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that, and it's kind of really transitioned a lot for me in how I see things and how I do things, and it's been so Helpful for me. And so, this question that she posed was: She said, Do you have any episodes about how to create a, um, I'm trying to remember how she said it, like a not child-centered home, (laughs) which uh, we're going to be talking about how to create a family-centered home. And this, I was so excited by this question because it was exactly what I'd been kind of working through in these last weeks. I started reading this book I'll tell you about and um, just kind of share how it's impacted me. And I I think some of you it might relate to as well that maybe have been stuck in a similar mindset to how I used to see things. And so I'm just so excited to share that with you. Uh, Before we dive in though, I want to make sure you know about our giveaway. Yes, to celebrate our 200th episode. We are in the middle of a giveaway and it is over $200 worth of devotional material, Bible studies, prayer journals, um, some stuff for your kids, some beautiful pens, just like all the things you need to just have some some great tools to dive in deeper in your relationship with God. And they're all from Daily Grace Co., which means they're all absolutely beautiful. Which who doesn't want a beautiful devotional? So make sure you enter. I just want to bless one of you. I'm so excited by it. So how you enter is that you leave a starred and written review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot of that and then share the. The show or the episode, whether you shoot a text to a friend or share it on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, some kind of social media take a screenshot of that, even if it's like your text to a friend, and then post both of those in our Facebook group. If you, by the way, are just adamantly against social media, which I fully get, um, you can also email it to me if you don't want to get join our Facebook group. Um, so make sure you do that to find our Facebook group, go into Facebook, search for Morning Mama Collective, come join us. We are growing all the time over there with amazing women on the same journey of trying to heal and go deeper with God and just trying to figure out this crazy life. So we'd love to see you over there and you can enter to win we will announce the winners on i had this in my brain i was gonna say february apparently i still think it's february do you feel that a little bit like i can't believe we're in july i don't even know what's happening it's just mind-blowing so july 19th is when we're gonna announce the winner and yeah i just can't wait to bless you it's gonna be amazing so make sure you get your entry in before then um but that is all on the announcements today let's uh in today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. All right, mama, I'm so excited to dive into this topic today. I have a feeling I might go into two episodes. (laughs) Sometimes when I start, I never know uh, how long it's going to be, but I know I end up talking a lot longer than I always think. And this topic I am pretty passionate about, so we'll see what happens. But all that to say this, to summarize, like I kind of already mentioned, we're going to dive into what it looks like to create a Family centered home rather than a child centered home. And we've talked a lot about this on the podcast just about how culture kind of um, really emphasizes the child. They kind of put the child on a pedestal. And um, things that we see in social media, Pinterest, books, even sometimes just kind of center everything about the child, what the child wants, what the child thinks, like what activities you can do with the child, all of these things. Now, some of that can be great tools for us to use. If, if you like, like, for example, crafts, right? There's a a myriad of number of crafts, um, different things you can make, like, like sensory tables for your kids, all of that kind of stuff. Now that can be a great tool. If you enjoy that kind of thing, I have shared many times. I am not that kind of mom. I do not enjoy any of that. And so we don't do it. Uh, My kids do plenty of crafts at church and at school and they are going to be just fine. We do do like coloring and stuff, you know, simple. My, My children are not allowed to have markers anymore though, because they cannot for the life of them put the cap back on. So we've gotten to a point where we're gonna take a break from the markers. So I have thrown so many out and we need to at some point instill that discipline in them, but that's still a work in progress. So crayons it is for us for now. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> I uh, What was I even talking about? Great question. <laughs> oh yeah, so those things can be good tools, but I think what happens is we, we end up feeling like we should spend all of our days entertaining our kids and creating a whole world around them and what they want to do and what they feel like and and having back-to-back activities for them to do and places to go and people to see and crafts to do and all of those things and again none of those are inherently bad but we want to make sure instead of you're doing those because your whole world is about your child. We want to talk about how to approach raising kids in a family-centered orientation. Now, some of the phrasing that I got to think through this, or even even some of the ways that God could, kind of has been uh having this conversation inside of me the past weeks was inspired from a book and this is a book you have to take with a grain of salt it's not written from a christian perspective so there is some things i disagree with there is definitely a lack they don't believe in discipline there's there's all kinds of stuff in there that i'm not all about but there has been some gold as well that has really helped me just rethink what it means to be a mother how to structure our days how to approach time with my kids chores So many things. So, anyways, this book is called Hunt, Gather, Parent. And it actually was a suggestion from one of the girls in the academy. I love it. I can learn from all of you as well. So, by the way, if you're not in the academy, come join us. I would love to help you go deeper in healing your healing journey, your walk with God, support you, come alongside you as you go through tons of video and worksheet content. And we do it all as a team and we have group coaching weekly to talk through it. It's so amazing. And I just love getting to know you as well. So if you have thought about it, if you just need, you're ready for like something more, you need to do some more healing. You need some people alongside you in that journey. Come join me. You can go and find more information by going to morningmama.g no, morningmamaacademy.gr8.com, morningmamaacademy.gr8, as in the number eight.com. You can also find the link in the show notes or in the Facebook group, um, or if all else fails, just message me. I will send you a link on Facebook. You can email me, support at morningmama.co. Anyways, I, just, I am so passionate about that group of women. It's so wonderful. But anyway, someone in that group suggested this book to me, and it really was such a game changer. And so the premise of the book is, um, this NPR reporter who goes to, I can't remember the original place she went to, but, um, another country, um, for a, another story. And while she was there, she noticed the kid's behavior all the kids that lived there. Um, they just had like the most amazing behavior and she just couldn't understand how it was happening because she has a two or three-year-old that she's just been trying to figure out a parent and it's not always going well. Um, and so I just have loved her insights as she's gone to different places. The specific place that really struck me the most was the Mayan village that she went to. And um, yeah, so, so we're going to kind of talk through a few of the things I've learned from that book and just how I'm applying that in our home. But, you know, from reading this book and just what God has been speaking to me, I just had this realization. This kind of is like the the underlying premise of what we're talking about, the problem that I have had. Now, I don't think all of you will fall into this, um, but I think some of you will because of just how our culture works and where we're at. And so I realized that I, in in a lot of ways, now I've gotten better as I've, I've, grown as a parent and integrated different things. But in a lot of ways, I have treated my kids as if they were guests in my home. And what what that looks like is I felt like I had to entertain them all the time. I felt like I had to be perpetually present with them at all times when they were awake to make sure that they were either entertained or that I was, I was with them, not being distracted. Um, now, part of this comes because I want to teach them how to be present. I want to I want them not to be addicted to their cell phones someday i want them not to be addicted to tv and social media and all those things and so i want to show that to them i want to show them how to be present with people and and give them them that experience and so we're going to talk about like we still need to do that but it's just like when a guest comes to your home right they're not there for long and so when they're there you do everything you can you throw out all the stops to entertain them, to be present with them, to do all the things that they want to do, to, to to get rid of all responsibilities you have so that you can be right there with them and give them the best experience ever. Which is great because they're just there for a few days, maybe a week. Right? If they're there for longer, then it it changes. The dynamics change. Like you gotta go back to work at some point, right? And so I've been treating in a lot of ways my kids like that kind of a guest, where I am feeling like I need to give them the best experience, right? Um, you know, and with a guest, right? You you don't do chores when they're there, you let them make all the choices, you're fully present with them, you keep them entertained, you make sure they get what they want. And I just realized that that is a lot of how I've approached my parenting. And another kind of um, way to think about this that kind of hit me is, um, I know a lot of you that grew up in the church maybe experienced this or have heard about this, or maybe the church you go to still kind of talks this way. But especially in the past um and probably in different traditions currently there was an emphasis on separating the sacred and the secular right so there was like secular music and there was secular tv shows and there was secular uh, what events i don't know <laughs> and then there was the sacred there was church and reading your bible and it it, it created this divide that actually is not how we should see life like Everything to be sacred. (laughs) Yes, there is. Now, I'm not saying that you should watch everything and listen to everything, but what I'm saying is you can't divide up life that way. Like God doesn't ever leave us; He's with us in all things, and He can speak to us in through all things. And to divide up life that way is not how the Bible speaks about life. Um, And so, to me, and maybe some of you relate to this example. That's kind of how I would see my parenting is I would divide things up in this like very kind of unnatural distinction of like, okay, this is time for my work. This is time for the kids. This is time to do chores. Now we're going to, again, talk about the nuances of this. Some of those distinctions will still exist to, to some extent, but it was like very black and white that only during this time would i um do chores and if if i was doing chores the kids needed to be entertained they needed to have the TV on. They need to have someone watching them. I needed to give them a specific activity to do, right? There was, there was a lot of that. Now, again, I have, because I've been talking to you, I know about like, make sure you do chores where your children are awake. And that's something I have been moving into more lately um, because I've, I've heard other people talk about it. And so I've been trying to do it, but I didn't still fully get it. And so if you've been like trying to do it and it's not working, or you're like trying to understand it, you just feel like you don't have enough time, then this might help you. And so I now see time a little bit differently. Like it's all in one. My kids are not separate from the things. They're a part of all of it. And I like, even like quiet time. So my son doesn't take a nap anymore and it's actually a good thing. Because he just sleeps so much better at night and his whole routine just is so much better. But, you know, before I was such a, I would make sure he was in his room the whole time. He was having his quiet time. I was working in another space. Now, he still to some extent has his quiet time, but it looks a little bit different now. I, because of all that I'm about to share with you, I will sometimes just let him sit with me while I work. Now, some of you are like, duh, I do that all the time. <laughs> So, I know I'm only speaking to some of you that have fallen into the same trap that I have. Um, But he'll just listen to me talk on the phone and he'll see me work on my computer and he'll just get to be there. Or sometimes he just likes to color near me as I'm working. And the rule is that, like, if he's up with me, upstairs with me, that he's, you know, got to be quiet and make sure that I can focus because. I can't have my my train of thought interrupted every five minutes, or I'm not going to get anything done. And so he knows the rule. And so I, I share that with you before I dive in, because I want you to see just how much this can change your thinking. Okay? So get excited. This has been a game changer for me. So this is what I want to unpack first. I love this book, um, she went through just some of the, the things that have happened throughout history. And I don't remember all of them. So you might want to go back and listen to it. Just make sure again, you listen with a grain of salt, but she talked about kind of all the different events in history that have led us to this point in parenting where there's like such an emphasis on kids learning and, and entertaining them and all of these things. And it just was so eye-opening and just helped me kind of like step out of this, time and space that we're in of our culture and kind of step back and think about parenting as a whole that has been happening for many, many generations, right? And not that the past, like I don't believe that we need to look to the past for our answers, just like I don't believe that uh, society is slowly progressing and getting better. Like I don't think either of those are true. Like we, we put our hope and our um, wisdom in the word of God, but I do think we can learn be- from other cultures and other times because ultimately we can get so caught up in what's happening in our culture now that we're not even able to reflect on it because it's just like, I don't know if you know David Foster Wallace, my husband's obsessed with him, but he talks about a fish um, one day realizing like, you know, that there's water because it's just, it's just the water the fish is swimming in and that's what culture is for us. And so if we're not taking time to reflect and looking back at how things used to be, then we might miss some of the nuances that are a part of our culture that that we kind of assume are normal and maybe even assume how Things are supposed to be, and maybe even sometimes tie it somehow into our faith, because that's just what we've seen people of faith do, or it just feels like the right thing. And so we assume it's because of part of our faith. But sometimes it's just because of where our culture is at for random reasons that have nothing to do with the Word of God. (laughs) So let me give you an example. Okay, so you know how there's just kind of this major emphasis on teaching kids. There's all these educational toys and, you know, you want to, like, I feel like schools are starting earlier and earlier and the kids have to know more and more as they start. Um, and there's just, just a massive emphasis on teaching them, you know, going to like science museums and some of that can be super cool. And I love teaching my kids certain things. Like I shared, (laughs) I'm not good at teaching them like practical things. Well, God's word is practical as well. I love teaching them about God. I don't love teaching them about letters and numbers and science and all of that kind of stuff. That's a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, but I I know that you've probably seen this in our culture, but according to this book, she talked about how the rise in this emphasis on teaching our kids happened after Sputnik when the Russians launched the rocket to the moon right they landed on the moon they were the first to do it and they beat us and so all of a sudden there was this big rush to say we better teach our kids to be smarter otherwise russia is going to take over the world like we've got to start emphasizing education even more otherwise we're going to lose this race and so that was just like so eye opening to be like oh it wasn't always like this like that is mind blowing now i'm not against education but it there's a, an intense pressure <laughs> to do it and I don't think that is a pressure that that is from God I think we need to use wisdom and discretion and, and all of it within balance but just to know the origins of that was so helpful for me and then after that she talked about like the rise of toy companies and I can't remember the, all the history of that but it was really fascinating just to think about how back in the day right there was no Toys. There was no like objects specifically oriented towards kids. Whatever whatever there was was handmade. Um, but most often, what would happen is that the kids would be making the toys. Like they would um, find household objects. They would find pieces of wood. Right. They would they would make their own toys and and play with those. Now again, I'm not like saying toys are evil. They have a place, but it's just eye-opening to think it wasn't always this way and to think too just about the consumerism um that's propelling the toy in- industry and um you know just profits and like how there's there's just so much that fuels that and like how much of that is really helping our kids Um, I know we've talked about decluttering our homes and not having too many toys, right? Because it um, actually makes kids play less when they have too many toys. And especially when they are toys that are not open-ended, where it's like, um, you know, if there's only one purpose for them and it makes them less creative, It, it stops some of that imagination from growing and developing. And so just kind of rethinking all of that. Now she also goes into some other things. I I can't remember all of it, but there was just so many layers of like, oh, wow, that's how we got here. Okay. That's helpful. I want to rethink how I parent. And even just, you know, things that we talk about often is just culture's obsession with, um, putting our kids on this pedestal. And I think part of it comes because of, Just some of the the woke agenda of putting the marginalized on the pedestal and saying that because they have less power, we need to give them all the power. Now, I am all for the marginalized. Like I've always had a heart to help people that have less and are in circumstances that limit them and uh, challenge them. And there's trauma and there's brokenness, right? There's there's so much, although I know everyone has all of that. So I've, I have a heart for all of them. But what happens is we we put them as like the truth. Like we put them above everything else and we then look to them to help us dictate what we should do and how we should do it. And I think that's what's happening with children because they have less power, right? They're small. They they don't get to decide things. I think culture in a lot of ways has put them on the pedestal to say like, well, what they think and what they want are the most important because we're trying to give the powerless the power. So all of these things, right? And then we talked about social media, Pinterest, all of this has fueled this place where we're at in our culture, where often we feel like we need to entertain our children all the time. We need to occupy them with activities, with learning things, with toys, with uh, crafts, right? All of these things to have their days filled up with camps, with uh, sports, with constant things here and there. Right. And we've talked about trying to slow down our lives and like eliminating some of those things, but like, this is the place we have gotten to and kind of as a side note, but, but also connected. I just want to stop here and say, boredom is very good for your children. Boredom is important to help your kids grow in their imagination, grow in their ability to self-regulate, grow in their ability to to make wise choices and to do like there's there's just so many things that's connected to them being bored. Like that's how They learn to be more creative. Like, okay, what can I do? If we're constantly entertaining them, filling their schedules for them, telling them what to do all the time, like, how is that going to limit their future? Because they don't know how to do that for themselves. Or they feel like they need to stack their days constantly and not have any space for walking in the wilderness or sitting in the coffee shop and drinking a latte without doing anything or even just reading a book, right? (laughs) So I just wanted to, to mention that briefly, like boredom is very important for us. So make sure that you, and we talk about this a lot, but not are not overfilling your schedule, your children's schedule. Make sure that they have some room for boredom. It's going to be so healthy. Honestly, I know the feeling. Like I feel like if I'm not entertaining my kids, I'm doing something wrong. I feel like I'm not being a good mom if I'm not sitting down and playing with them or giving them a specific activity or a screen to watch. I feel like I'm doing a disservice to them. Like I'm being selfish. Like I'm so many, right. That's a a big source of mom guilt, but I want you, and we're going to talk about this more in the next episode. Yes, we, we got to the end. We're going to turn this into a second one, like I anticipated, but I want you to just begin to rethink how you see parenthood and rethink what your role is. And I'm actually working on a, um, uh, course for you right now. I'm really excited about it. I don't know when it'll be done, but one of the things we talk about is like, what is your role as a mom? Let's redefine that. Let's, let's remind ourselves of what it is and what it's not. And let me tell you what it's not is to be an entertainer. Yes. And we'll talk about this more in the next episode. Yes. We want to have quality time with our kids. We want to invest in that relationship, but it is not your job to entertain your child. Okay. So we're going to unpack a little bit more in the next episode, like what this looks like. I've, I've made kind of set up the conversation. I've set up some, uh, ideas for you about how we got to this place. So you can kind of rethink reality. And then I'm going to talk to you about the specifics of what this looks like when you play it out on a day-to-day basis. Like instead of entertaining my kids, what do I do? And let me tell you, it's better than than I could have imagined. Like it, it leaves me more connected to my children and I get more done. And okay, let me tell you what, since I've started this, my children's behavior has been better than I have seen in months. It is actually mind blowing. So get excited. I'm so excited to share this with you. So make sure you tune in for the next episode. Let me just pray for you. God, I just thank you for these mamas listening and I thank you for motherhood and that you have given us this gift to, to be creative and to do this how we want to under, under your rules and under your direction, God, but that there's just so much freedom in that, God. And so I just pray in that freedom, God, you would give us wisdom to just see what we should do. what we should change or we should throw out of what culture is doing and, and how we can do it your way. And in a way that helps our kids grow and be strong and, and healthy and helps us be healthy. God, I just pray that you would be in the middle of this conversation. God, I pray that you would just, um, just give us that insight. We need to be the moms that are called to raise up the next generation. God, what an important task. God, let us never, uh, look down upon that. God, help us to remember the significance of it, even when it feels insignificant because we're sweeping the floor or changing another poopy diaper or wiping another butt god but just help us to see the eternal significance of that role lord Uh, we love you god we praise you you're so so good in jesus name we pray amen love you mama